It's your girl, Simply Bree, and I have my guest, Blizzum, right here. I always get just confused. Right here right. next to me, joining us tonight. Yeah, right? <laughs> joining us tonight, um, where we are going to actually be discussing some of the issues in the Black community that we are either ignoring or we just don't want to talk about it. So we're going to get some answers, some understanding, and um, we're going to have a little dialogue here. So I hope you guys enjoy tonight's conversation. If this is your first time watching, welcome. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you're supporting my guests and definitely engaging in on the conversation. Now, listen, if you've never tuned into one of these shows, one of these episodes, it's very informative. It gives us not just women, but people as a whole, the perspective of someone who is a part of the Black community. And I feel like it is important that we are having these discussions because a lot of the times when you're not talking about it, it doesn't exist. And how can you fix the problem if you are pretending as if it does not exist? So we're ripping the band-aids off and we are going head first into what the problem is and what can we do to actually resolve it? So um, my guest has definitely selected his four topics and um, you know, my guests are always transparent, they're always honest and forthcoming. So like I said, if they say something that you can resonate with, definitely go ahead and drop it in the comments. We'll pull it up and um, we'll definitely vibe with you guys. So tonight, just let me ask you this first, Lizzie. Okay. When you've seen the topic, just the theme of the show, what came to mind knowing that you were going to be a part of this episode? I think probably if we talk about just present concerns with us as a people, um, I'd start uh, at the very top with financial literacy. Uh, that's at the top of the list because money can fix, it can't fix everything. I know people like to always say, uh, yeah, money, you know, money can't solve all your problems. But I mean, if I'm being honest with you guys right now, that's listening, like I literally don't have a problem in my life that money couldn't fix right now. Like, and I, and, and I say that with all honesty, like I don't, I don't, money can't stop death. It can't freeze time. So that's, that's, that goes without saying. But I think that, um, being financially uh, sound on sound financial uh, ground can solve a lot of problems. Now, don't get me wrong. It can create a whole plethora of other ones. We understand that depending on because money tends to highlight who you are as a person. So, you know, we have some uh, inside other internal issues going on. It's probably going to make it worse. Right. That being said, I just feel like financial literacy is probably at the top of the uh, mountain. Next. Um, after that, I'd have to just say. Our, our family dynamic, like, and that's, and this is something that would be personal to me. Like right. I'm having a hard time banding my family together. I'm just being transparent and honest with y'all. I'm having a hard time. I've been trying to work on a family reunion for either side, my birth mother, my birth father. I've been talking with cousins. I've been talking with aunties, uncles and everything, literally trying to organize a family reunion of my own family for years and it still hasn't happened because there's just so much just stuff and secrets and past beefs and problems and attitudes and so i mean i gotta say you know that that could be one a that could be a or b or however one a or one b however you want to interchange those but the family dynamic the bond that we used to have as family members i'm talking about like 
uncles used to mean something. If someone was your uncle, now now we got kids going out here calling random strangers because oh. they naturally ain't taking care of them. You feel what I'm saying? We got people. You always now it's like we out here. And it's like, oh, what's up, sis? Because you you don't you don't speak to your real sister. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, the family dynamic is broken all the way down. Where, you know, the the the, the people, your first cousins. Used to be like siblings. Your uncles was like, if you if you something happened to you and you got brothers, it wasn't it wasn't a question about what's gonna have, who's gonna take care of you. It was assigned the uncles and the aunts and it would step in before the grandmamas did because they was old. You see what I'm saying? And so I think the family dynamic, the the cohesiveness of our families has been eroded over the years, and I can just attest to that in my own person in my family, which I want I'm. I desperately want to fix, and we, I've, we've, we've tried different things and different steps, and we've come some, come a long way, but we still haven't just had a family reunion. We only see each other when people die, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I think that's got to be like two of the top things with me. And that's vital. Like it's, it's, it's so unfortunate because you want your children to know who their relatives are. You want them to grow up together. And it's important that they know so that they're not actually sitting here reproducing with one another too, you uh, know. Which is, which is narrowly, narrowly happened, narrowly happened to some of my younger cousins. Almost happened to me wow. when I was in my teens. I, I literally, me and one of my cousins on my father's side, we didn't know we were cousins, was literally crushing on each other. Like, it was almost about to go down. You know what I'm saying? Like her brother, her brother though, fortunately her brother was like, bro, you know, we all cousins, right? Like, you know, your mom and dad is, I was like, and, and, and that, and that's, I'm, I'm in my forties now. That was a long time ago. And that was, I mean, it's, it's, it's just crazy. I mean, I think social media coming along, one of the, I guess, few benefits that social media does have is you can start to connect and put the strings together a little bit more on some of these networks and be like, okay, that must be my family because this person, that person, and, you know, call them auntie and, you know, for real auntie, that helps because I've, I've actually connected with a lot of my cousins, some first cousins I had never spoken to before Facebook was invented, right? But at the same time, it shouldn't, it shouldn't even have to take that. Like, we shouldn't need that to know our blood relatives. I mean, we ain't talking about fifth, third, fourth, we're talking about first and second cousins. You know right. what I'm saying? Oh, wow, yeah. Like, that's just crazy. But, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I miss the family reunions. I miss once a year going down to Florida and and seeing your cousins and, and knowing that there's people in my age bracket that can relate to what's going on. I just live up north and they live down south. Right. And it's like, like you said, we grow up now calling strangers sis and bro and unk and auntie and feel that way though the crazy part is you actually literally feel that connection with them because you literally feel like my you may feel like your actual uncle really ain't your uncle your actual auntie really don't fool with you for whatever reason it could be distance it could be a lifestyle choice or whatever but you literally feel like those people treat you like you your your rendition in your mind of what an aunt should treat you like or what a a sister should treat you like and so it's 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 more than just recognizing the dynamic is about how we treat each other as relatives it's how it's how we it's not about just knowing that's your cousin and knowing it's your family it's like treating them like family you know what i'm saying like like embracing that fact and then acting accordingly with the fact that that is your family now this is not to say you got to put up with a lot of bs it's a lot of every family has those people that you know what i'm saying that, that are toxic and 
sometimes you got to cut cut an mf off you know what i'm yeah. saying but hey, i'm trying to be, keep it clean for the show right <laughs> but sometimes you know what i'm saying um that's not the route because that is family so you know you try to fix it you know listen we just getting started we are nine <laughs> minutes into this and you are ready to make me create a whole new topic because it's vital and yeah. it's it, it's what holds us together this is what represents the black culture mm -hmm. the yeah. black family yeah so let's talk about the black family because there are some some things that you may possibly only see in the black family that other cultures cannot necessarily relate to right. like you have the grandma the grandmothers who don't look their age and they don't want you calling them grandma they're right. giving nicknames right. so what are there what are some some things in the black family that we can be proud of to say you're only going to find it here that you're not going to see in any other family yeah well first of all we could just take pride on our gene pool and our melanated skin because a lot of our grandmama's still fine you know yeah. what i'm saying a lot of our granddaddy still got it you know what i'm saying so that's one thing and, I, and listen i understand that because listen i'm 40 something years old right but i have kids and i have my my, my kids are all graduated from high school you know that, that so at this point they definitely could have easily made me a grandfather i'm glad they haven't because i'm not ready to be one you know what i mean I, i'm really not ready to be a grandfather because i'm just i just don't feel like a grandfather right now but i know if they have kids i got to step into that role even if i don't really want to it's, it's just it's just a role that i have to step into at some point but with that being said i think that that's one thing that we can be proud of the second thing we can be proud of is you know if if no one else no one else can really endure the hardships that we do in this country as as, as african-american people black people whatever you call yourself in this country right so we've just we by just being here and having this skin in this country have had to mostly deal with obstacles that no other race has to deal with and so we should be pulling from the strength of that i don't I, it, for the life of me it's completely backwards that we have so much discrimination against us but we're so separated you know what i'm saying what like like again there's a good and a bad thing to being black in this country right like immigrants come to this country and they come from somewhere else right and so they automatically pool their resources together but we've been here the whole time right, right. so our problem is just just we're not we're not we're not willing to live 12 family members in one home just to save enough money to, to use that money to go out and build a dynasty we're not gonna do that because for, we've for so long We've been taught that that's living poor. And for so long, right. we feel, we've, been, we've been felt so downtrodden that we feel like if we ain't got to live like that, we ain't. So, yeah, I know I got some money and my cousins got some money. They got Everybody going to have their own place and everybody going to have their own house. And we're not going to, we ain't doing no living together. I'll come and see you because you good on my nerve and I see you, you know, when I want to see you or whatnot or what have you. But that money is broken up, right? That money that could be pulled together like a lot of immigrant communities do. We don't, we don't have that. But then again, we're not immigrants. So I'm not even really mad at about the fact that we're not like that because, you know, we ain't, we didn't ask to be here, but we've been here and we done made the most of what we got for the most part. So I, I just I don't want to bloviate. I don't want to go on. I'm just saying. I think that 
the one thing that we can be proud of is all the obstacles that we've overcome that's unique to us, but we have to take that energy that and, and, and take those hardships and use it in our favor instead of instead of trying to use it as a crutch. We use it as a crutch too much. Ah, the man always want to keep us. You know, listen, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta use what all the hardships, you know what I'm saying, to make hard to make to make bricks to build on top of, not to constantly walk around and use it as an excuse sometimes. You know what I mean? Right. And I I agree. I agree with you a thousand percent. Um in a lot of the times we do use the past as a crutch. We use it as a reason why we can be lazy or reason why we don't have to put forth all of the effort. And in reality, instead of using it as excuses, what is what that's doing is that's enabling us. Yeah. And that's holding you back. And that's preventing you from really going in and being your best. So I feel like a lot of us will actually take the information, take the past and the, and the experiences and allow it to drive you forward and right. turn around and say, well, listen, I'm not a product of my environment. You know, I am not my past. I am not my grandparents and my ancestors. I am a new generation and going forward, things are going to go the right way or things are right. going to be better off than how they were in the past. Right. Um, and so I feel like, you know, as a, as a black woman, we deal with a lot of pressure. There's a lot of sometimes high expectations that we set for ourselves because we don't want to be like the past and we don't want to be like our parents. Um, so we hold on to a lot. And, and that strength, you know, that strength is powerful. You have people that can look at you and they can listen to your past and be like, how are you doing it? Right, like, right. How are you able to still go forward and be strong? And you have so many obstacles in your way. You have so many things set against you, especially you as a black man. Right. Yeah. And and. To piggyback off what you said, especially with the sisters, and I'll, I'll say this to the sisters, right? Because you know this is the he said what show, so it's like you know sometimes I want to I want to give the male perspective on some things that sisters may not understand from yeah. my perspective. There are also on both of our ends, but I'm talking to the sisters that may be listening right now. There are things, but like what you just said when you said uh, I don't want to repeat the past and do the things before, right? That's right. You, you should not make the same mistakes. However, let's let's also make sure that in trying to not be what our mother was, let's not lose. Let's because your mother was, you know, a certain kind of way and a certain level of independence. And because your daddy wasn't there and all that, let's not bring all of that baggage right into how you deal with us as black men, how you deal with relationships, period, how you conduct yourself in the place of business. You know what I'm saying? There's sometimes, you know, and this is not to preach to the sisters, it's like sometimes I see, sisters, I see sisters that are so caught up with not trying to be about the way they came up that they kind of slick making some of the same mistakes inadvertently that can lead them to being a single mother again. You feel what I'm saying? That can right. lead them to not having healthy relationships that can lead them to being labeled as, oh, that black bee on the job you feel what i'm saying that one that one manager that everybody hates because she's just she wants to be such a boss that she's turned into an a-hole right so and this goes for men too we we, we, there, we have our own 
um, level of, of crap that we do trying to fix. You know, we don't we don't oh uh, we don't necessarily want to, uh, you know, uh, we saw our mama struggle or whatnot or what have you. Right. So as black men, uh, you know, we're we, we, we going to take care of, you know, certain women that we love. But because our daddy treated our mama like crap, we kind of sort of inadvertently treat the random woman that we don't love like crap. Now, the woman that we love, we may treat like that, but we're going to treat every other woman like they ain't nothing because we don't got no love for them. Where, right. Whereas that the problem with that is they're all black women. You see what I'm saying? So you got to try to <laughs> you, you just, you know, but then. There are instances and there are circumstances, but as a man, when you when you raised up, it's like you're looking at your mama and she's struggling, and, and that love that you have for your mama, if you develop that love for another woman, right, that protective nature, it kind of kicks in. But it doesn't work for random women, and a lot a lot of women don't understand that. A lot of women don't understand how they can be the black man, and he can be married and love his woman and treat his woman like a queen, but treat random women like. Like hoes in the street, you know what I'm saying? But it's a there's a definitive marker. We'd be so confused about that. The definitive marker is how he feels about that woman. It doesn't translate just because you black, and that's how we that's that's what we need to address. I I myself am guilty as such. I've gotten better over the years, you know what I'm saying? Yes, <laughs> but when I was in my younger years, I was completely like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so it's it's a it's a process. Um it's it's something that you know a lot of men black men especially have to grow into unfortunately unfortunately some of us have to grow into it because of our influences uh when we're young right sometimes it takes one of us sometimes it takes us having a daughter or something to kind of make us see the light you know what i'm saying and you know we should uh, yeah we should automatically see it but sometimes it just don't work that way you know right. so uh there's 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 that point man uh, listen cuz uh I always, you know, I always try to remind guys, listen, you out here dogging the sisters and then you turn around and you have a daughter. Mm-hmm. What do you think somebody may do to your daughter? Do you want someone to treat your daughter the way that you're treating someone else's daughter? Right. But it, and, and, and all and all in retort to that. Like I tell my daughters. You, 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 you know what love, you know what it's like to be loved by a man, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm not I'm not a I'm not a I'm not one of those fathers that gave 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 my daughter everything in the world she wanted, but I was protected. I never abused her. You feel what I'm saying? So you know better than to let a man put his hands on you. You know better than to let a man. You know what I'm saying? Like like you know just do something crazy to you like that. Like you wasn't raised in that kind of household, and that's not your that's not what you saw as love. You know being brought up. No, even even because me and her mother wasn't married, so even in her mama house she didn't get that, and even in my house she didn't get that. Right. You didn't get that on either side of your right. so you should know better. So, but I say that knowing full well that she's gonna probably experience and run into a guy that she likes that don't give a damn about her, right? And I know that. So my when I speak to her, when I talk to her as a father, I'm like, listen, some of these niggas just ain't gonna be shit. I'm just gonna tell you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's 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 really incumbent upon you to try to look for the signs. And let me right. give you the game, baby. You know what I'm saying? Let me give you a little bit of game and tell you some stuff just to look for. I won't tell this to everybody, but you, my daughter, so I'm gonna tell you. You know what I'm saying, right? And yeah. I give her a game about little signs, and then you know, I, and it, it's it's important to kind of. It took a long time for my daughter to get to the point, and she's really just getting to the point now, as a, at, at college age, to feel like she can talk to me about a lot of stuff, right? In high school and stuff, she would just she would go go to her mama because I'm an authoritative parent and I was the authority. I, I'm an I'm an authoritative figure, right? 
So she felt like, oh, I want to tell my daddy this because I don't want my daddy to be mad at me, right? I don't want my daddy to yell at me because I was I was a disciplinarian. You feel what I'm saying? But as she's gotten older, she's gotten much more comfortable and relaxed and able to talk to me, open up to me about stuff. And I'm glad because now I can have these real frank, pointed conversations with her. And she was like, and then now, and then she'll reveal to me, dang, I wish you would I would I would have had this conversation with you because in the 10th grade, this boy did blah blah blah. And I was like, he did what? And why here about it? Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Cause, yeah, because because you probably would have went to school and, and you be in prison, daddy. You know what I'm saying? Right? You tripping, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, listen, yeah, they knew not to bet better, better, better. You guys know me good enough not to tell me that, right? At that time, you know what I'm saying? But now she feels comfortable telling me stuff, and she's like, But if if, if we'd have had this conversation, I could have foreseen that he was gonna be that crazy and be that way anyway, you know. Right. So now I'm just glad that we had a conversation now, right. Before she meets these brothers out here in their twenties that feel like they're gonna try that same thing. Right. Yeah. Oh, you mashed the button. Something turned off. Your mic. That was me. Ah, thank you. So it's interesting because going into the next topic, um, upbringing in the households, I feel like this is very important as well because if a young girl grows up without a father figure in the household, who is having these conversations with her? Who's schooling her? How is this, how is the lack of a man in the household going to ultimately affect her in her adulthood when it comes to dating and even picking the right guy? It's going to have a profound effect. And let me tell you why. Because here's, So here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I just tell you, this is my personal journey, right? So my daughter, my me and my daughter's mother, we were never in a relationship, right? Like, you know, it's one of those hookup things, right? We never really had any love for each other. So it, we had we had a tumultuous beginning of my daughter's life, right? The early years, you know what I'm saying? It was tumultuous. We had we worked on it. Over the years, we both grew up because we was in our 20s when she was conceived. You know what I mean? We definitely got better over the years. In our 30s, we kind of, you know what I mean? We just, we just started, just we just grew up and we both matured. And, we, and the conversations that we had instead of yelling and cussing, got better they got the regular conversations and then everything started to pan out and got much 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 better right that's just a, I, I feel like that's just a personal testament to just me and her as individuals growing the hell up right but i also while 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 raising a daughter that i didn't that did not live in the home with me i was in a relationship with a girl who had a daughter with a, i mean with a woman who with a woman who had a little girl so i, I was a stepfather and i also had a daughter so i saw two different things happen that I that I've always just like pulled from when I'm talking and having these kind of conversations. The, the relationship that my stepdaughter had with her father, which was extremely way much, much worse than what I was going through, right? Extremely broken because because it was based on a relationship that her that my that her mother had with, with the father, right? That was really bad. Right. So she had a very poor taste and vision of what her father was and what i would try to do oftentimes even though i know he wasn't a perfect guy and there was a lot of things that he did that was just foul but i would try to temper that level of hate that she was just building and building because i was like i'm just going to be a voice of reason as a man to tell her certain things because she was feeding off their energy you feel what i'm saying and so it made her get further and further away from her father and I would I would always try to encourage her like listen sometimes you just don't know everything that's going on because I know that my relationship with my daughter was strained a little bit in the beginning because of the relationship that I had with her mother so we got to stop letting our problems as adults affect how 
it trickles down to our kids. See, yeah. I see it on both sides. So, so it's like while I'm sitting over here dealing with my baby mama, seeing our stuff strained, I'm sitting here in the house with a little girl, seeing how that actually works in real time, affecting her because of the stuff that's going on with her and her with her mama and her daddy. So I'm sitting here looking at my stepdaughter, like. I know my daughter may be going through the exact same stuff or thinking some of the exact same stuff. I can't, I, but, but so every, every man's not going to have that, that, that mirror. You see what I'm saying? But I looked at that mirror. And I was like, no, because I know I'm looking at my stepdaughter and the things that she's saying and the way she's starting to feel about her daddy. And I'm like, I can't. I, so, so I had to start making concessions. I had to start changing my habits and changing my ways and doing different things because I said, I know if she's feeling like that about her daddy, and my man, me and her mama keep fussing and, and fighting every time. Same she goes, thing. She she she's she gonna start seeing feeling that same way about me. You feel what I'm saying? And I was just fortunate enough to just be able to be one of those people that just sat and watched that, and it was just like, no, that's not gonna work, bro. Because now you 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 sitting here watching what happens when that goes on. Right. Yeah. I, but I, I I just think that I don't know as far as bringing in the house, we got a lot of. We got a lot of blended families, and we and we never had no. See, here's the thing: black it's so many black people with blended families, and we and, and, you know it's like we don't have no training on that. Like it's it. Listen, we couldn't even deal. We, listen, we couldn't even deal with Bree. The breakdown of our own blood families, right? Like we couldn't even we couldn't even deal with that. And now everybody with somebody who got kids from somebody else, and everybody you know all these blended families. I'm married right now. Me and my wife, we have a blended family. She had two kids before I met her and my kids before I met her, right? You feel what I'm saying? So we got all these blended families. We didn't even, we barely made it at the baby boomer generation with mamas and daddies still faking it like they really really did. You feel what I'm saying? Now we got all these different dynamics and different, your family, your cousin don't like my cousin. It's, 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 It's a lot. So it's so much blended family stuff going on that, man, we got to deal with the fact that we got to deal with that. And then we just got to deal with the family dynamic. Like the fact that it's a blended family and now it is blended. Now you got to act like daddy, mama, s- s- siblings, you know, what happy I'm saying? family. Right. It's, 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 and it's, and it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It is. But, mm-hmm. a lot of, but a lot of my friends, how many people, you know, with blended families, how many people, you know, that mom, everybody, everybody in the household got the same mom and daddy. For Not too many. I can't name, I don't have no friends for two solid generations because I'm talking about my age and your mom and daddy. Somebody had a stepdaddy somewhere, even if <laughs> you feel what I'm saying, either this generation or the one before it. Right. I, stepdaddy. I don't got no friends who mom and daddy were still together and then now they're together and now they got no outside kids either. And they all, what? From generation, from, from the baby boomer down to generation X, name somebody because I can't even, I try to do it one day. I don't, I don't have a set. I have a lot of friends. I don't have a set of people that I consider friends who they mama and daddy was married and all their kids got the same kids. And mm-hmm. now you and your wife only have kids and no, not one of y'all got no kids from nobody else. I don't know nobody like that. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'd have to think about that one. I'd have to go through my list of people that I know and really because I know a lot of people that were raised with the mom and the dad. Um, and there's no stepchildren involved in that, but but they don't have children right now too. So, um, it would be a matter of if they get with someone who doesn't have children right? and they have a child together, that would really be the only way it could happen. And so if you look at the number of people who are dealing with that upbringing in the household, it's not even the, it's not even the, 
the 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 way people look at like you know household the way the world says we should look at household like like right. defense mom and dad you know like first of all mama got to work too because inflation in, in in the economy is crazy yes. you know daddy working a regular job and and being a, the sole provider those days are done almost almost every woman i know either both of y'all work sit at home moms and then and, and on top of that just the whole dynamic it is not the same we gotta stop mm -hmm. acting like it's the same so we gotta adjust to these new real life dynamics that's really yeah. going on it's actually been happening for a whole generation at this point almost yeah yeah i agree with you a thousand percent and it's not like we can't adjust because every generation has adjusted right so it's just a matter of doing it and being okay doing it um what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. Um, it is past 8.30, but I definitely want to continue this dialogue because um, we have a couple of other topics for you as well. And I already knew you were going to get some extra ones. So <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and then we will return. You guys are tuned in to He Said What? With myself and my guest, Mr. Blizzom himself. We will be right back. Yeah. Support of people of color begins with support by people of color. Introducing Melanin People. Melanin People is a new innovative new social media platform people of color from all around the world. It's a place for us to interact, showcase our talents, express our passions, share our cultures, and do business both locally and internationally. Download the Melanin People mobile app now. Connecting people of color. All right, we are right. That was quick, right? I was like, whoa, I didn't know it was that quick. Um, <laughs> you guys have tuned into He Said What with your girl Simply Bree and my guest Blizzom. We are talking about some issues within the Black community that we need to tackle and address and come to some type of resolution. So we just went over the upbringing in the Black households. One thing that I feel is very important is financial and credit awareness now because yeah. listen i don't know about you but growing up i done had a light bill in my name i done had some credit cards in my name i had established credit before i was old enough to have established credit mm -hmm. and we all know that it doesn't always end up being a, a good outcome you know you have end up having bad credit right so why do you think um, we within the black community in our generation were not as aware when it came to handling money as good as we are now. And are we good now? Because I mean, it depends on who I mean, talking. I'm good now. It depends on who you're talking to. Like, well, you're also, you know, running your own network and doing a lot of other things. So yeah. kudos to you, right? You got a point. Thank you. you know and so let's let's put things in perspective because sometimes we sometimes people like you and me. We sit back and we look at where we're at and we forget that we are anomalies for the most part. And you right. got to sit back and just generally look at like how many other you, how many of your peers are on that level that you grew up with, that you went to high school with. And, and unfortunately, we do live in the information age. So I will I will say, honestly, I honestly feel like the Internet for all the bad. I'll take all the bad with the Internet and just give me just give me the good to come with it. Like if, if I got to deal with the bad, I deal with it. The information age, which is the age that we live in, is has changed a lot. There, there are a lot of self-made millionaires because of information they found on Google and YouTube and stuff like that. So I think the I think if if anything is contributed to the financial literacy of us now, it's because they can't hide the information no more. 
You see what I'm saying? Now, yeah. what we can't change is we can't change our skin. We can't change the network and the circles that they run in. We can't change the favors they do. We can't change the uh, the nepotism. We can't change the racism when we go get a job. We can't change none of that. But the information, oh, we can find the information about what we want to know. That's a major, major, major difference that our mamas and daddies did not have. They, they, they had to go to, I mean, you know, if they did have a library card, if it was one next to them, or if they had access to an encyclopedia or anything, they would, the information and, and the technology has changed. We can, we, 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 people call it, call it retail investing, whatever, whatever kind of investing is investing, and you can do it from your phone. You feel what I'm saying? So technology and information has transformed it and kind of not leveled this, the landscape because we still got our skin that we got to deal with, but it has definitely made it a little bit different in, in a lot of different sectors. Like you can start an LLC on LegalZoom for three hundred dollars, right? You don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to do the paperwork. You don't need a. You don't have to go hire a public uh, an accountant to start your LLC and start stuff like that. You can do that literally with the click of a button and the mouse on the laptop, right? So technology and information has has, has contributed to why it's not the same as our mamas and daddies. However, uh, comma, and I mean <laughs> however, comma, right? However, comma. With that being said, that's why people like me and you thrive. That's why we. But the basic problems that you mentioned when you first started, growing up with a light bill in your name. Why? My wife had that same experience. Why? Well, because of, because of uh, because of issues that her mama had. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So those issues we have to fix, right? That we, we have to fix those up, those outlying issues. So the reason why back then that you had a, a bill in your name was because times was hard. Maybe, maybe your, your mother could have had a, a thousand issues, it could have been drugs, it could have been whatever, ever, and she needed the lights on, and that was the way to, to, to jug the system, and that's just what it was, and you paid the price for it as a as an as a as a young adult, right? In turn. Guess what? I didn't know. Now, now your mama put a light bill in your name, right? But guess yeah. what? I learned in my generation. What? I learned on the internet. I got good credit. Well, how can I help my kids? Instead of putting a light bill in their name, let me add my son's name, name to my to my credit cards. Yeah. So they can already start having building established credit before they even know they even have credit. Exactly. I learned that move on the internet. I learned white people have been doing that for a long time. You ain't got to give them the card. They, ain't even know, they don't even know they own the card. But you know you're going to pay your bills on time. I know. Well, since I got good credit and I don't work all this hard to make my credit to be, you know, 750 800 how can this benefit not just me but my family? Exactly. Add your kid's name to one of your cards. It just it automatically it automatically puts them into the credit system. Don't even give them the card. But if you, go, if you know you're going to pay your bills on time, it's going to look like they've been paying bills on time because they're part of the card, right? And, and you know, you know, you can you can ask them if they want to do that. I didn't even ask my kids. I just did it because I knew it was it was going to help. Them. Right. So do stuff because you know it's going to help. Right. And and right now, my kids, my my kids have great credit, and they don't even have credit cards. But the system thinks they got an American Express, and the system thinks they got to discover, and the system thinks they got two or three visas. My wife, when I first met her, you know, not when I first met her, but you know, she was a single mother. She was struggling. I love her. I did the same thing for her. If you love your woman, you can do the same thing for her. If you got good credit and you can, you finna embrace this woman and you gonna marry her, and I'm married her and made her part of my world. Oh, your credit need help. Oh, okay. So we so we gonna put we gonna put your name on a couple of these cards too. Hello. Let's step that thing. Let's move that thing along. Let's move this process faster. We gotta pay these bills off, but we gonna we can we can help. I can help like this too. 
right? Because yeah. I had good credit. You feel what I'm saying? And I, I, you know, again, that's another that's another uh, relationship show where you feel like, okay, do you want to, you know, how do you feel about uh, marrying or dating somebody who ain't in your same tax or credit bracket? Right. Credit? Yeah. We could do a whole show on that. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. sometimes you don't even know. Because guess what? She had the kind of mama that put light bills in her fucking name when she was fucking yeah. 16. I did. Right. It didn't mean she was a bad woman. It didn't mean that she was trifling. That was a she was a victim of circumstance. Mm-hmm. Understand what I'm saying? All right, yeah, Queen, yeah. I can help you. Let's let's you know I can't fix the past, but let's try to help. Let's try to move it along now. So there's a mm-hmm. lot of listen, Bree. We can, but financial and financial and credit awareness. You know what I'm saying? Or <laughs> I'm just trying to run it down as much as I can in this one hour. You know, what man. You know, um, but but you know, yes, those those things, and and then. We can go all the way back to just the basis of how America operates. They don't teach you the stuff you really need to know in school. You can learn about trigonometry, stuff that you'll never use, but they don't teach you about your FICO score. That's not, that's not, that's not required learning when you leave high school. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, let's let's keep it real. It's it's, it's a it's a it's a problem with the structure of the of the learning, the way we the way our kids are taught. The way the school system works, you know what I'm saying? And so some of this stuff, some of these parents, y'all, some of y'all parents are leaving too much up to the school. Because guess what? My 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 school, I knew the school wasn't teaching my son that. So I had to teach him. But I can't teach him what I don't know. When did I learn it? Right. I learned a lot of stuff on the internet because I'm a go-getter. Because I'm a do a I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm because of my internal workings, I'm a grinder. I go, I don't wait for people to go give me stuff, I go and get it. So I went and found this knowledge on my own. And I pass it on, but, but everybody not cut like us, Brie. And that's just a fact. Listen, you are up here spitting the gems. Um, galore. Yes, listen, Ty says they need to start teaching that in schools for sure. And the thing is, what's the win-win for the school if they do teach that? Other than educating the child and helping them uh, advance within life itself, you know, because, you know, every system got to have some type of in for it, like something that they're getting out of this process. Um, well, I I would, I would imagine maybe a Montessori school would teach something like that. Yeah. But his, I mean, because see, see we'll, we'll, we'll veer all, we'll veer all the way off into a left field. If I, if I tell you how, yeah. <laughs> Right. And I'm trying to keep it because we only got 15 minutes left, 20 minutes left. Right. So mm-hmm. I don't want to veer all the way over there. But just one minute. Put me on okay. the we got the blinker on okay. right now. Listen, you can't ask a system that was never designed for us to design a system of learning to help us progress. That does not make sense. Right. They and, and, and when I say us, I mean black folks and I mean poor people. Right. A lot of people feel like sometimes when I be talking about stuff. I just mean black folks. I mean black folks and poor white trash. You feel what I'm saying? Because they we all the same in this country, right? You feel what I'm saying? So we all kind of just get jumbled together, right? You feel what I'm saying? At on the on the on the at, at the highest levels, it right. starts the color starts getting muddy and the green start rising, and all the colors just be different down in the bottom. You feel what I'm saying? So there it this a, a certain uh percentage of this population needs to be uneducated and poor for this machine to work. And so they can't give everybody all the knowledge and make everybody rich because who gonna clean the toilets, who gonna pick the um cotton. Or who gonna pick the strawberries for the immigrants? Or who you know what I'm saying who is gonna who's gonna work those extra uh ten hours that you really need done because they ain't got no way to pay their light bill if they don't? They gonna have to have a certain amount of the population 
because of this system, the way it was designed, it cannot operate with everybody doing good. It can't. It doesn't work that way. It wasn't made that way. So, all right, that's my 60 seconds, and I'm off that topic. Okay. That Listen, we could definitely stay on that topic all night. Right. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to actually veer over into love and relationships because there are some questions that were um, presented in regards to that. Um, solo stars, thumbs up for sure. So now when it comes to dating, do men still, and I'm talking about men today, do they still believe in courting, whining and dining and, and just, just, just being there for a woman that they're interested in, not a woman that is going to ultimately give them something in return, but someone that they, they just like your energy. They just like your vibes. They just like your conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, I'm a married man, right? So, yes. so I've been married, you know what I'm saying? You know, coming up for three years. Okay. So listen, so I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk like it's about 10 years ago. All right. So my, my words to my wife who may be watching I'm telling you about how it was before you came, baby. Okay, listen. Seriously. <clears throat> um, yeah, you know what? We court courting courting is a two-way street, three. Courting is a two-way street. And here's my thing. I know people are gonna look at my social media and be like, bro, you know, you know, you don't took your wife on trips. I done seen you bought her this and bought her that. <laughs> listen to me, fam. That's because I am married to that woman right now. Y'all know me who know me, know me, know how I was before, before, right? So don't look at my social media and be like, I'm, you being a hypocrite. Just, you, you only know me for a short amount of time. Okay. Before I decided that I was going to marry this woman and before we moved in together and all that, I was a player, all right? I was a player. You know what I'm saying? You can call me a player. You can call me a hoe. You can call me whatever you want to call me. Oh, it is what it is. I was who I was, and I ain't made no bones about it because I was single and I was a bachelor and I lived in Atlanta and all these all these women is here. And I'm a heterosexual male. I was a kid in the candy store. Facts. But I tell you this about dating and about courting. Courting for me was always a two-way street. See, and for me and my homies, and for me and my homeboys who are still single right now, I got homeboys who are single right now. I got some homeboys who are single and they in bad situations, and I got homeboys who are single who are financially great well off good got everything a woman ever wanted to need right it's two commonalities in all of those guys and the same way i thought when i was a bachelor i was break bread and i'll court and i'll give that energy when it's reciprocated and it's not expected of me it's not what you think i should be doing it's not what you think that i'm supposed to be doing and it's also what you're giving me back so to all the women who may be watching when it comes down to courting and all that you're going to get the energy you when, when, because first of all, if this, if this, if what I'm saying does not apply to some guy, then he's not a, he's not the guy. Find the guy, keep it pushing. But for the good guys, for the guys who, who are, who can be fathers, who can be household builders, that energy must be reciprocated. I don't want to have, if, if, if every time when I'm first courting you and I'm first meeting you, I got to spend 50 to a hundred dollars going to eat here. I got to spend, I got to go out and buy drinks and I got to see here and do all that. If I got to spend money just to spend time with you, I'm going to treat you like a trick because that's what you do with tricks. 
If every time I see you, I got to spend money. If every time I see you, we got to go out. I'm going to treat you like a trick because you treat me like a trick because you can't, because if you just want to get to know me, you can get to know me without me spending money. We can go and we, and we ain't got to Netflix and chill and come to my house, but we can go to a bookstore. We can go somewhere that's really low cost and just sit and talk. It shouldn't matter because I see a lot of memes and posts and you, and, you, and, and oh, what if a man take you to McDonald's and it's a whole bunch of psh, whatever he don't teach, he treats you, he don't think it's not about that. It's, but I thought you wanted to talk and get to know me. You feel what I'm saying? And, and then, and then once you move to the next level, if you start dating or whatever, and we both single and we both got our own set of bills, you got bills, I got bills, we don't live together. You got rent, I got rent, I got car notes, you got car notes, you got insurance, I got insurance. If I pay every time we go out, I ain't feeling that same energy. Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? So, so, so you can't pay. And so at that point, I'm realizing, okay, we, cause I can pay, but I just, I'm, I'm seeing what you can do. If you can't pay, then we already on two different levels financially. That's more work I got to do later on to fix that. And I got to decide at that point, do I like you enough to commit to fixing that? You feel what I'm saying? Or you just feel like, you don't deserve, you don't post to do that. And I'm like, well, why the hell not? You feel what I'm saying? So when I was a bachelor, that was a thing for me. So my wife would pay for some of the dates. You feel what I'm saying? Right. My wife, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> that I'm married to now, you feel what I'm saying? I didn't have to spend money every time I met her. You feel what I'm saying? Sometimes we could just come over there and just kick it. And it ain't wasn't about sex. It's just like, shit, you feel like spending some money? Hell no, shit, I gotta get, I don't get paid till next week. Well, shit, you want to goddamn just, you know, get a bottle and sit over and watch some TV and kick it? Yes. You feel what I'm saying? Yes. Let's just do that because, you know, neither one of us are rich right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like women need to understand the energy needs to be reciprocated when you're talking about that particular subject. When you're talking about courting, courting is a two-way street, see? Because y'all try to pull a trick between the two on us. Y'all try to have women's lib and at the same time be the damsel in distress. That's not gonna work. You feel what I'm saying? Y'all can't be, y'all can't be powerful, independent. You could do it on your own and all this right here. And at the same time, when it's time to pay bills, oh, 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 I'm just, you know what I'm saying? It's all about <laughs> no, no, the L, excuse me, I almost cussed. <laughs> Heck with that. Y'all gotta give that same energy back out. And when it's match like that right there, I feel like the dudes who really are worth it will step up to the plate. And he'll recognize that because I re- I cared about that when I was dating, right. I cared about whether or not she offered to pay some time. Right, I was paying attention to it. It right. ain't that I, it, I didn't need it. I had my own money. You feel what I'm saying? It wasn't. It was. It was the principle of it. You feel what I'm saying? It was. It was the principle, bro. Like, are you gonna? Are you gonna attempt to take me out? Are you gonna? You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to see what you. Are you gonna reach? Right. You feel what I'm saying? Because I'm. You want me to court and do all that, right? You know what I'm saying? But so. That's just a little bit of nugget that I'll give advice. And again, like I said, I haven't been a bachelor for a while, but I feel like that particular thing about men hasn't changed because I still have single homeboys and they all still in that same mind frame when they, when they, when they vetting, cause we getting vetted, like you getting vetted. You feel what I'm saying? Cause yeah. y'all, y'all gonna, y'all gonna give us the representative at first and we're going to give y'all the representative at first. And at some back, we're going to start peeling back the layers and start and start revealing the real face the representative we're going to start pulling back the layers of the representative that we give y'all when we first meet you know that fake person that you really when you first meet somebody it's a little right fake. they just seem too good to be true right, that representative we're going to give y'all we're going to give y'all that and y'all going to give us that but we're going to start peeling back those layers 
And as we peel back the layers, we will start seeing what's really real. Like, uh, what what what's expected of me as a man, and what's expected of you as a woman? Right. Okay. So, first of all, I wish I had a round of applause, man. Because listen, you definitely you laid it down. Now, I actually want to bring a comment back up that was made from my homegirl Ty. She says, I don't mind paying on dates. I'm just not paying on the first date. Do you feel um, that the expectations when it comes to the first date, whether we even go somewhere, do we have to go somewhere that's going to require anybody to pay? Why does anybody have to spend? And when I, when I say spend money, I'm talking about just as a person, just as a, just as a dude that's just like out here. Like, I mean, bro, like I don't consider, you know, 20, 30 bucks root. I don't consider 20, 30 bucks money. Now, to some dudes, depending on your situation, I have been in situations with my life where 20, 30 dollars was a lot of money. But that's been a long time ago for me. You feel what I'm saying? So here's my thing. Again, to that question, to, to that specific question, she's saying she don't want to pay for the first date. Well, mm-hmm. how about nobody pays? I am a fan of Dutch. I don't know yes. what happened to Dutch. I yes. love Dutch on the first date. You feel what I'm saying? Dutch on the first date should be law. Matter of fact, yes. Dutch, Dutch on dates one through five should be law because why do I have to lose just to see whether or not you like me? Why? Because you could. Because you could be not saying that the person who, who said that is is this kind of person, but you could be one of these women that's going around here just saying yes to anybody that want to take them out because they're getting a free meal. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So you had women like that who like I'm gonna go out with any nigga if they paying. You paying? You want to go out to eat? Yeah, I'm hungry, nigga. I knowing you don't like this, brother. No, you you are never in your life envision yourself laying next to him under no circumstance whatsoever. But he paying for food tonight, and I mean, I might as well go and get so I can go in there and and talk to him a little bit and smile in his face a little bit for this little uh, free meal. What happened to Dutch? Dutch, for anybody who don't know, is when you pay for your food, I pay for my food. So now we ain't got that uncomfortable situation where we meeting up in each other's houses and everybody feeling like, oh, is he trying to he trying to cut tonight? Oh, is he crazy? Is he gonna kill me? Like, you know what I'm saying? What the women are more scared, like, uh, I don't know if this he might be crazy. So you don't need you don't need to let strange men know where you live and lay your head, uh, ladies, at all. He don't need to know where you live because he could be cray cray. We get that. As a man, you look at it like am I just the dinner date for the night? Am I the meal prep for the night? You know what I'm saying? So we gotta watch, we gotta, we gotta watch ourselves. So how about Dutch? I am in favor, and I tell my daughter this. Okay, I'm not saying nothing I won't tell my daughter. All right, I tell my child this Dutch on the first five ain't nothing because guess what? If you got to pay for it, you ain't gonna want to pick uh, raise Papa Do's and Benihana's, Spondivits, and you ain't gonna pick all that if you know you're gonna have to pay for your food and your drink. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So, guess what? You're gonna pick a, moder- a moderate place because this is all about the bonding. And if he like you, if he if he's still. Want to see you five dates from now? Trust me, ladies. I promise. He ain't gonna ask you the next time. He gonna be like, he gonna that 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 third or fourth time. Five is a lot because because some of y'all feel like y'all got to get it up top. Let's just say three. Let's just say three. That fourth time, he gonna be like, uh, what you want to do? I got it tonight. You know what I'm saying? He ain't even gonna ask you, but he ain't even gonna see Dutch gonna be off the table because y'all already done, you just spent so many you don't spend so much time with him at that point on your dime. He know that that fourth time. You must like me because at this point, you done spent the $100 to, to come see and talk to me. Because you done spent 20, 30, 40, three times. 
You done spent the hundred dollars of your money. You done spent your gas money to pull up on on. We don't we don't spend that money to pull up on each other at this public place, right? So that fourth time, he like, yeah, it's got to be good. I mean, you know what I'm saying? She done spent her bread just to even have another conversation. We passed that first conversation. That's it. Dutch for five dates. I love it. I love it. Listen, I'm about to start. I'm about to start promoting that because that's what's up, and that that helps eliminate the oh my gosh, are, is this person just using me for free food? I literally posted not too long ago under somebody's comment, like, and this is something that women need to actually get comfortable doing. Take yourself out. Go out by yourself. Wine and dine yourself. I will go and spend seventy five dollars on myself. And know that I deserve it. Like, it's a good time. I'm eating good. I'm eating good. I'm not complaining. The right. ambiance is there. So guess what? When I meet a guy and he trying to go trying to go to McDonald's, listen, I don't take myself to McDonald's unless I want some, some toxic stuff in my body. Right. So if I'm going to go somewhere and I'm going to spend $40, $50 or $30 to $40 on a meal and you want to go out on a date, yeah, we can go. let's go where I go and I'm gonna pay for my food. I'm cool with that. That's okay. Cause guess what? Now you not and listen, I ain't got no problem with that. I ain't saying you gotta go to McDonald's. I'm saying if that's where you want to go, if that's how you eat, mm-hmm. and that's how you treat your body and yourself, and you know how your temple is, and you know where your finances at, check that, check them. I want to go to Raisin River. You, I'm, I'm gonna pay for mine. You pay for yours. Yeah. So we gonna see. We gonna we gonna see what everybody. We gonna we gonna we gonna put everybody. We gonna put it on the table and see how you eat, how you treat your body. You know what I'm saying? Are, are you gonna be hesitant? Whatever. Because listen, right. I love to eat. But let me tell you something about. Let me tell you something about dudes that got it. We ain't got no problem spending it on ourselves, but baby, I promise you, I'm looking in the camera. If I got it, I'm gonna always ball on myself, just like y'all. So if I got it, if I'm straight. It's a quick way to find out. The problem is, I can be straight, but you ain't finna try me like that. You ain't finna try me like a trick. I may act like I'm broke, and I know I got it, and I'm gonna treat you like I'm broke, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you think I'm broke. Right. Try me like I'm a trick. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So if you do it that way, you saying, Bree, that, yeah. that works perfect for guys. Because for us, oh, that's, that's how you treat your body? I eat good, too. What you talking about? You ain't saying nothing. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So, so if yeah. that's how you treat yourself, that's how you like to be treated. That's cool. I like to treat me like that too. And then you can find a guy that's on your level real quick and real fast. Mm-hmm. But you ain't got to put him in the, in the, in the position because we don't like to feel like we got got, bro. We don't right. like to feel like we don't like to feel even even dudes that's really real that's really tricks. Like I, <laughs> he <laughs> I said, "Look, don't treat me like a trick now. I know I'm a trick. I know, I know, I know cats that trick off all the time." They don't even they don't even like to be felt like they don't even like to be treated like a trick and them niggas trick off all the time, you know, literally. But they're like they don't 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 treat me like a trick though. Right. You know what I'm like, so for right. real, I'm just saying, but for guys like me, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's like listen, fam, like I listen, don't make me feel like I gotta do something for you just to get your conversation. Yeah, because you, know like, you have to value yourself as much, right? You're just giving like, conversation as well. Yeah, so I mean the way you, you, you listen. The way you, if, if as a woman, so you can weed out some of the dudes that just want to take you on five McDonald's dates and ain't spent nothing but fifty dollars max and still trying to get some 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 cat. Mm-hmm. Do it that way. Say yeah. I don't mind paying for my own, but I like to go here. I don't eat McDonald's. I like to eat here. So if you want to meet me here, and I pay for mine, and you pay for yours. That's 
That's it. That's what because he gonna either he gonna barbecue a meal do. You feel what I'm saying? He gonna he ain't gonna be able to keep that facade up. No, hold on. Yeah, as he as, as long as you can keep it up, because as long as but guess guess what? As long as you can make that happen and he can make that happen, we're gonna find out who's stalling out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Listen, you got them going in the comments too, because um, so let's just go back. Erica says she is gritty as fuck, so she's always prepared to pay when she goes out on a date. Royal says, and you know what? Hold on, does Erica let it be known that no matter what I eat, I'm paying for the date? Erica, go ahead and comment and let us know. Do you do you set it? Do you let them know, regardless of whatever I choose, I'm going to pay. These are the rules today. This how it's going down. Period. Lay it down. It ain't about what I what I'm what I'm saying. I can pay. It ain't about oh I'm willing to pay. No, when we pull up today, we we got we doing separate checks today because we just getting to know each other. We going yeah yeah. And you know what? I feel like as a woman, it's important that. We come with our own money anyways, because what if you don't like him and and he's expecting you to put out if he pays? You can pay for yourself and keep it moving. Like the conversation I have with my with my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Don't we don't don't go no, don't do not do it. And if it and if and if and if and if and if you ever in a situation that he's trying to leave you and walk out, you know, you call my you know, you call my phone. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, you feel me? Call call me. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't feel like you got to be pressured into doing nothing. That's when that's what that's that's what I'm here for. That's you what that is for, right? You know what I'm saying if a nigga ever try you like that, you feel what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Don't feel like you got to do nothing you don't want to do. Just call my phone. I pull up wherever you at, or I just I just put the manager on the phone. I get my credit card number, but you ain't got to worry about that. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's a conversation you got to have with your baby. You feel what I'm saying as a man? Yeah. RG says, me paying on the first date doesn't mean there is a second date. Food is food. Prime rib or McDonald's. I, I won't spend another dime if I don't like you. Royal Gaines, bro, I feel you, bro. But I ain't finna let him get that first one, fam. Let's, 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 that's the problem. That's where it all starts, my brother. And I listen, mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying. You feel me? If I, if, I didn't, if I didn't like my wife, we would not be married. You feel what I'm saying? I, we, right. we went out, we was vibing. Mm-hmm. But I understand what I'm trying to get you to understand, bro. Let's not let him get the first. You feel what I'm saying? I ain't feeling you. We ain't even going nowhere. When me and my wife first met, we, you know, we really didn't, we was just kicking it. Like we didn't even do, you know, we went out, we eventually went out, but we was kind of going to each other's crib kicking it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We, we we didn't spend a lot of money getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. And that's what I liked it about her. That's yeah. what I liked about her. I didn't have to go out and spend money to spend time with her. She was willing to pull up to my career. Right. Just call. Oh, what you drinking on? I, I kept I kept liquor. So you drink, I drink. I'll come through. Mm-hmm. We ain't got to do nothing. You don't want to do, but she ain't mind just pulling up and just kicking it with me and laughing and joking and drinking and watching TV. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then guess what though? And people was calling her crazy. People was calling my wife crazy when she was dealing with me at first. Mm. But guess what though? A lot of them still single. There you go. A lot of them ain't got them Louis bags. I bought them. A lot of them ain't been all to the Bahamas and the Virgin Islands and all this other shit and, 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 and Puerto Rico and all this in Vegas and all these other trips that we done took. A lot of them ain't did that with a man yet. Mm-hmm. They still waiting. But it was calling her crazy when she was kicking it with me. Mm-hmm. Like that. But I was I know what I knew what I was looking for. You feel right. me? So that's just my own personal experience. This is man. Uh, listen. <laughs> listen, y'all, you're tuned in to He Said What with your girls Simply Bree and Blizzum. And let me tell you guys, usually we end at nine o'clock, 
But uh-uh, we still got it. I still got another topic that we have not addressed yet. Okay. Um, you guys in the comments. So, okay. So Erica says, I rarely go on dates. And if, if I do, it's with someone that knows me. So I'm assuming, Erica, what you're saying is when you do go out on dates, they already know how you are as far as paying for your own food. So it's not something that it's not like a conversation. Either that or you're just going on friendly dates. Did she say everybody she goes on a date with is somebody she know? Yeah, she says she really goes on dates, and if she does, it's with someone that knows her. Oh. So it's not a stranger that she just met, and they want to go out and you know. Oh, so see she got so, so she kind of like got to get to know somebody like she's yeah, vetting them first, social media or something like that, and then then she'll actually commit to going on a, on a, a date. date. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what she's saying, right? Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm getting to. Yeah, that's that's a safe way. To, that's a that's a really safe way to like to like. You know, that's I'm, I'm all about safety too. Like some of these some of these dudes crazy, bro. Like how many how many how many times have we seen over the past couple of years cats killing women and you know what I'm saying like, bro, I'm 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 safety first over mm-hmm. anything, ladies. That's why I'm like, yo, it's okay to meet him in a public place. Just don't yeah. expect him to pay to meet you in a public place. Right. I, I suggest meeting cats in a public place because cats is crazy. They, they, they loco like 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 so i ain't even tripping on that at all yeah okay um so going into our last topic crime and culture is actually a good segue because um relationships you know when relationships go bad sometimes it does end up in either domestic violence or um criminal activities such as murder um what what are some things that you feel um or that you've seen that could possibly trigger someone and or trigger the violence in them when getting out of a relationship man i listen i got to i got to so man i'm gonna tell y'all honestly bro i used to think that i used to think that i knew like like you could tell, honestly though, but man, I had I had somebody I know flipped out, bro. Somebody that I just never would have thought. Just just bro, just never would have thought. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, when I said, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like I never would have thought, bro, would have snapped like that. You know what I'm saying? And snap like that. So, man, I used to think I. I used to feel like I know you could tell you could tell man listen bro sometimes you can't man I... right hey man sometimes you can't man you know I mean because that's 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 going down a whole mental health discussion and you know what I'm yeah, saying yeah. you know other issues and like 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 sometimes man people be going through stuff and that's why I think you know when you when I first start being on social media and as a host and you know, I was real I was I was real kind of not that was kind of Tasha Cash with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of crazy stuff. But I had to temper it down after certain events happened. Because I was like, man, you know what? You don't necessarily really know people like you think you know them sometimes. You feel what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that to try to scare nobody. I'm just saying. It's reality. Like, there are some telltale signs. Like, you could tell. There are some telltale signs of, of like, if a dude... You just met meet, meeting this dude, and y'all ain't got no real ties and like that. And he always questioning your whereabouts, and he always he put first of all pulling up unannounced. Red flag. What's the little red flag emoji we got? Put, right. You know, start listening to them in the comments. Red flag emojis. 
pulling up unannounced and you know what I'm saying? All this stuff that's just like, yeah, real, real live red flag stuff. But sometimes those representatives that you meet when you dating people, it be really them. But something that you do or some event breaks them. You feel what I'm saying? Right. And they snap. And so I'll just temper my my official my official response back with this. Mm-hmm. Like, listen. Trying to trying to trying to vet somebody to see if they're crazy, to see if they're possessive, to see if they're abusive. You know the you you know if you're an adult, you know, and I'm looking at the camera. You know, stop playing. You know the obvious signs. You may now 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 if the if the coochie good or the or the or the or the, or the, or the D good or whatever, you may act like they don't know, but you know, for real for real, the obvious signs. It's those other ones you got to watch for. And sometimes right. you're not gonna catch it. Sometimes yeah. you're not gonna catch it. You feel me? So I'll just say that just avoid those obvious aggressive, overly aggressive people, those starker, those stalker tendencies, those always want to know your whereabouts, and y'all ain't even in no relationship, y'all don't even live together tendencies. You feel what I'm saying? Those jealous every time somebody comment on one of your post tendencies, those jealousy every time somebody, you know what I'm saying, speak to you or give you a compliment tendencies. Obviously, you want to avoid all that basic stuff, but that deep stuff that they hiding, I used to think I knew, but yeah. yeah. So there's that. And it's it's crazy because a lot of the times, like you see in the news when it comes to the crime in these relationships where the man just snaps. Yeah. A lot of the times the mothers have known how their child is and did not say anything. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it goes back to the parenting and the household. When your child was growing up, did you see, did you see something in him and you just dismissed it as, oh, he's just aggressive. Or he he takes after his father. Did your child see you in those situations? Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? So it's like, we have to have these discussions because for a parent to know how their child is and not tell someone, not warn someone. um, And I don't even know why a parent wouldn't warn someone other than to be denial. Well, there's, 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 there's that, there's that level. You have kids free. I have one. You have one. So you know that level of love that you want to always give your kid that benefit of the doubt. Right. Like, 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 like I, I feel like I know my kids as a father. Mm-hmm. I feel like, if, listen to me, I know my son ain't, I don't, I know my son, but I'm not with my son 24 seven. But if my son, if somebody come and told me my son snapped and went off, I'd be shocked. Like, you're gonna have to literally show me video evidence because I noticed I noticed child man, he's a man now, he's 18, but I've never seen him. I've seen him get mad about petty stuff like getting mad at Call of Duty. Like, why the hell is he mad at that <laughs> everybody game? get mad at Call of Duty? So I what the, what the hell are you that mad for? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's a game, right. right? But he's legit mad, you know what I'm saying? But like, I've never seen him demonstrate a violent bone in his body, right? So that comes twofold. If he actually does do something like that, I'm gonna be the first and the loudest one saying, "No, what? 
you want like you literally gonna have to show me video right of it. If I'm talking about if he did do it, if he did actually do it, bro, you're gonna have to show me. If the police kill my son, I'm gonna be ready to murder everybody because I'm gonna feel like whatever you did, it didn't deserve it because I know my son, he's not aggressive. But I but if you can show me body cam footage or you can show me real footage of him actually doing something completely out I'm, I'm then and even then I might be like, oh, somebody must have drugged him. I I, right. I, I might because because I 18 years I never saw it. 18 years I never saw it. You feel what I'm saying? So I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say when something like that happens. Cause it's like I don't know everything my kids do, but I know their personalities. And as a parent, I'm a ride with them. But if you show me the empirical, undeniable evidence, I'm gonna stand down. But you're gonna have to have that evidence. You your word ain't gonna be enough, fam. Right. Your word is a cop, your word is my as is, is his baby mama. You know, I need for you to show me because I already know how I feel. I feel so that's how much I love my son mm-hmm. and my daughter. You feel what I'm saying? So I know that about myself. So I can only imagine that other parents be feeling the same way about their kids. So I'm just kind of like, like if when you got the, the 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 real evidence, you just have to stand back and be like I was when I had somebody I know kill his family. Mm-hmm. And I never thought it was gonna happen. I, I didn't see that coming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just gotta stand, but you know what? Now I know it. Now I know it. Now I know what to look for. No, I don't know what to look for. No, I, I just know that. But you know it's possible. <laughs> I just know I know it's possible. But yeah. what I'm for my babies and my kids. Now you gonna have to show me because I ain't gonna just believe it. And right. I'm just being honest with people right now that's watching the show and listening. I'm right. not just gonna believe you, bro. You gonna have to show me. But if you show me. I'm not gonna put the blinders on like I didn't see that, and I feel like most parents are like that. You know, I yeah. feel like I, I feel like if you love your kids for real, for real, and you feel like you know your kids and you've been in their life from childhood raising them, you are gonna feel like you know them. You gonna you gonna feel like what? Not my kid. You know what I'm saying? Right. Some of y'all know damn well y'all kids bad as hell, <laughs> and you need to stop it. I'm looking yeah. at you. You need to stop, stop playing. You know they're bad. You know they're bullies. Stop playing. Yeah. yeah. RG says, I appreciate the honesty, brother. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in talking about the crime and the culture, why do you think anytime there's crime against Blacks or African Americans, someone of another ethnicity will claim, well, you guys do it to each other all the time. Oh, my God. Why would you do this at the end of the show, Brie? Like, <laughs> Just saying. Seriously, like, listen, because that's like a whole entire segment. Like, you're going to try to make me compress this into like a... Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Finish. Yeah, but that's, why that's is really it? like a segment by itself, but keep going. Why is that like the common statement anytime it's white on black crime or um, anybody on black crime or police brutality, the first thing they say is, I mean, look at the crime anyways in, your, in, the, in the ghettos, in the hoods. You guys kill each other anyways. You're killing each other every day. Why is it almost like that's a, a way to justify what happens to 
Blacks when it comes to crime and even the culture itself? My first line, it's not, it's not and that's bullshit. And I'm sorry, you've got to edit that part out. If it's on FM syndication, I'm sorry. There's, there's no other, there's no other. That's, and that's the nice, that's the nicest way I can put it. Like yeah. in my brain, that's literally the nicest way that I can say that to people. That's BS. Okay, so I could have said BS the first time, but still. We're going to keep bullshit. That's okay. Okay. There is no, okay, so, so, so black on black crime as a physical act of a black person killing another black person, it, it, it exists. But if we're statistically, this, 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 the, this, keeping track of that statistic is, is racist in and of itself. Because murder is murder, right? Like, you kill somebody, you kill somebody. You know what I'm saying? Whether they're black or white. No, no, no. Not whether they're black or white. What the F happened? Why did that person do it? Why did they do it? Stop, stop. Don't tell me they was black and they killed them. Why did they do it? What's the, what's the, what's the, what's the reason? Were they robbing them? Well, guess what? If, if, they, if, if a black person robbed another person and killed them in the act of it, that makes that person a greedy bastard. That means that person is a low life and he don't want to work. And that's a personal problem. And guess what? There's a lot of white people that's low lives and, and don't want to work. There's a lot of white people that's robbed people and kill people. What happened in the commission of the crime? Was it a personal beef? Did that man and that man, are they sleeping with the same woman? And then they had a confrontation because they're sleeping with the same woman. That scenario is what caused them to happen. The fact that they happen to be black, it doesn't matter because if a white man was sleeping with another one, I just saw a YouTube not too long ago where the white man pulled up to get custody of his kid down somewhere, somewhere down. Did you see that video? And the white man came outside. He was talking and lay was talking. And the white man shot and killed the man with the, with the shotgun. Wow. It was white. Let me tell you something. If I, okay, and I'm going to say this. I'm black. And if you black and you watching this or anybody listening to this, how many white friends you have? How many white people do you hang around? How many white people do you really just hang in a scenario at a, at a, at a party, at a club, after work hours, out of a controlled environment, somewhere that you, outside of somewhere that you have to be because you have to be at work because you feel like you have to be there to pay your bills. So y'all have to be in each other's presence at work because you need to pay your bills. So that's why you at work. You ain't there because you just like hanging around those white folks that's at work. You're there because you got to pay your bills. How many, how many white people do you hang around just because outside of work or white people that you're in the presence of because you got to go to the grocery store or you got to go here and right there? So what's the odds of you actually getting into a, a situation that's got you or that person so angry that you want to murder each other? Right. If you're never around that kind of person. If you're never around that kind of person, what's the odds of you having some sort of personal confrontation that can make you want to kill that person? Whether you whether you want to do it, whether whether that's justified or not, bro. Right. It's basic. This is is we black people hang around black people. We gonna get into problems and situations with black people more than white people. Mm-hmm. We gonna know who, even if we are jack boy and we want to rob folks, we gonna know who to rob because we know which one of these, one, which one of these black men got the plug. Mm-hmm. I'm hitting your old lady and you mad about it, and now we finna bump heads at the club about it. 
because we know each other because we both hitting her and she black by two by the way i go to black clubs i don't go to hang out in white clubs i don't party with white people Right. I go hang out where they play music, rap music, and trap music, and, and so so you stepping on my shoes, and then we having verbal altercation, and we getting, we getting, we, we having we having a problem, and we outside, and we kill each other, or I kill you in the parking lot. Happen uh, a greater chance of happening because I'm in a situation where I'm gonna party with you because you are of my ilk. Right. Stop making this black on black crime is is is, is real. It happens, but it's not because because we black. It's right. When you commit a crime like murder or aggravated assault or anything like that, it's because oftentimes you know the victim. It's mm-hmm. been a personal problem. So the chances increase because we, I, and I know anybody watching this for the most part, be amongst our people. Mm-hmm. For the most, so we're gonna have the, 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 it's a higher chance that we get into conversations. Right. That's why the that's why the number is high. Mm-hmm. And everybody know that. And they just keep trying to throw out these random these random statistics and lies to try to cover up. What's going on? Systemic racism and all a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm so sick of black on black crime. I hate the term. Yes, it's literally, it's literally by definition a black person killing a black person. But before you even start categorizing, is that why is these people beefing? Mm-hmm. What is the common thread that even why do these people even know each other? Where did they meet? What happened outside the club? What club? The black club? The club with all everybody in the club black? <laughs> Well, guess what? If, if somebody in the club will get to a beef and kill somebody, they're probably gonna be black outside. You got a point. I'm done. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. Like, I'm glad you said it. Like, we can do better. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah, what can we do to decrease the violence and and you know clean up this reputation that Black people are violent and that we're angry and what can we do? Well, uh, some of us are angry. Some of us are are downtrodden. If that's just, just a fancy word. Let's just downtrodden. <laughs> I, I literally hate that word. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? Downtrodden. Like we're just horses or something. Right. But anyway, yeah, whatever. But yeah, it's a word. You know what I'm saying? But no, seriously. Um, we can do better. And it goes back to the very beginning of this of, of this conversation, Bree. Mm-hmm. When we start realizing the definition of family, yeah, start respecting what we can't because again, we don't even love our blood family like we post to. So how are we gonna love a random black person in the street? We don't even love our aunties and our uncles and our cousins. We don't even know them. We don't even have family reunions. We don't even know them. We don't even love them like that. And you want us to love mm-hmm. some random person that we don't even know because they black? We got blood relatives we don't even fuck with. Mm-hmm. We can fix, yeah. we can't even fix that. Oh well, we got some work to do, fam. But it can be done. Yes, it can be. It can be because I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm, but again, I'm forty. Five years old. Everybody needs to understand. Listen to this. This is the forty-five-year-old me. There are people that's watching this right now that know that knew the twenty-five-year-old me, and like, oh, he capping. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Five-year-old me, because I was the same. Out the twenty-five-year-old me, be ready to bust your head and have a shootout with you in the club because you stepped in my white jays. That was a twenty-five-year-old me. So I'm not even acting like I don't get it. 
I understand. I get it. But I'm 45 years old. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. All I'm saying is I had to mature to this level. Now, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we can do about that. The speed that process up alone, the speed that process up, the maturity, the maturity level up. Mm -hmm. it, took time for to, it took time for me to just realize it ain't worth it. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Because when I was because when I was 20 something years old, I was in the group. I was I was I was in, I was in the game. I was in I was in the music. I'm an artist. People watching this, you don't know. I was in the I was, we was in, it was hip hop. We was going through the clubs. It was it was you had to stand. You had, you had to, you had to show force. You had to show presence. It was the culture. It was all a whole bunch of things that made me feel like if you step on my J's, I can't let it ride. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. guess what? But guess what? It wasn't naturally really just all the way my persona. Right. It was just where I was at. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. But after I kind of got away from everything, after I got out of the game and all that, and started just chilling and started finding other ways to make money and just chilling there, my attitude changed. Right. So I'm just giving y'all the honest truth and honest answer. I don't have an answer. I got a question for you. Yeah. Because this, this right here, the power of a woman, right? What can we black women do to help black men when it comes to the anger and the whole defending and protecting me? What can we do to prevent things from escalating? How can we help you guys prevent things from escalating to the next level? You know, my wife, my, now I tell you, my wife, my wife, she always be like, Unless she didn't had a couple of shots of tequila and we all in the club because you know last time one time we was in the club and she was she was she was throwing bottles and, and blows with me, right? But that was a long time ago. We've okay. been through it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think we told that story when we was on your show, mm -hmm. time, right? So yeah, but but knowing that no, first of all, knowing that you will throw them bottles and them blows with me if it come down to it. And and I, and I and I got that level of trust that you will throw down if I need to. That means I I know I can trust you. So just being, I would say, just being trustworthy. We're not gonna listen to somebody that we can't trust. Right. Nobody who 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 listens and take advice from people they don't trust. Like you may not even love somebody. You cannot love somebody, but if you trust that they ain't never did you wrong, that's 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 just that's just street stuff. If yeah. you out the streets. You ain't, I ain't got no love for, I ain't got no love for a nigga in the street like that. Like for real, bro. You know what I'm saying? But if I know I've been dealing with this cat all these years or whatever, it's easy for him to set me up because I done already developed a level of trust because I done transact with him so much. I got this comfort level of trust. So mm -hmm. as a woman, I would say just don't break that, that trust. You feel what I'm saying? The worst thing you could do is break that trust with a man. If a man trusts you, because trust is easy. It's, it's, it's for, for me and for most men that I know, it's harder for us to trust and to love you. We can love you, but trust right. me. You mean believe everything you say when you ain't around me? Everything. And I wasn't there. Like, oh, ain't no niggas in your inbox. Uh, Despite everything you've been through in your past. Trust is next level. So if you can get the man to trust you, I would just say don't betray him. Like, don't right. the, 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 the number one thing is don't betray him. You know what I'm saying? And if you can get that trust going, if he trusts you like that, then when you say something, he going to heed it more than... Because he can love you, but ain't it the same thing. Right. But trusting you, I feel like if you can just be a trustworthy woman, your trustworthiness would dictate how your words come in. When you, when you say, baby, don't. Baby, stop. 
when we look at you in the heat of that moment, even when we feel like we about to, we ready to kill everything, when you in front of our face and you're like, baby, please stop. I trust this person. Yeah, this person yeah. is telling me I'm about to ruin my life. Yeah. Stop. Mic drop. Mic drop. That's it. I would say okay. trustworthiness. Okay. All right. So we're going to wrap this up. And you, talking to you, as I already knew, the inspiration, you have inspired me to uh, provide an outro question. It ain't even a question. It's a statement. I want you to think hard about this when you answer it. As a member of the Black community, I am proud of. Um, out of out of everything that is out of everything we've been through in this country, out of all the bad and the good or whatever, I'm proud to be black because at we were the slaves. We were the we were the we were the bottom of the bottom. You know what I'm saying? They made us eat pig guts and we turned it into a delicacy, even though I don't eat chitlins. You feel what I'm saying? We made a way. We, 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 we were the bottom of the barrel. But guess what? You know why I'm proud of us? Because in the end, all those motherfuckers want to be like us. They wanna, they wanna, they wanna make our music. They want their women want to they want to get stuff injected into their body to make their bodies look like our women. They want to dress how we dress. We so damn fly by this by design. We can't be faded. They couldn't even take that from us. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to be? Why would you want to? Why is hip hop? Why is hip hop, which is my industry, which is my back? Why is hip hop the number one genre in the world? It's a big load. Mm-hmm. Who started that? Us. We set the tone. Fashion. We set the tone on what's funny. We set the tone on what sound good. Why? I'm proud of it because we, we can't be we because 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 we just fly like that. <laughs> we uh, we just fly like that. And and, and 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 I mean there are the there are other black people on African everything, but the uh, the American the the African American the person us over here in this country that went through all that, we set so many trends and standards on certain things that we shouldn't have no business being trendsetters on. Our only problem is. We got to start owning the stuff that we create. Mm-hmm. We got to own the platforms. We got to own the content. We got to own the copyrights. We got to own the trademarks. We don't own it. We create it, and then they take it and make money. Yeah. But I'm proud of the fact that they even want to take it. Yep. That's a compliment right there. Yes. Mm. Listen, y'all give it up for Blizzum. Put them hands up inside the comments. Um, listen, I need you to let the great people know. How can they follow you? How can they get down with you? How can they become a part of what you have going on? Do you have any events coming up? Let the people know. Please let the people know. Uh, well, I mean, I'm I'm a plethora of things. So, you know, on, on the flyer it says host and entrepreneur. Um I, I guess I guess maybe just entrepreneur. I, I, I host an internet radio show. Um, I own K One Radio. I created it. I built it. Um, I'm also a recording artist and a producer. Um, I'm also an entrepreneur. I got other business ventures. I, I own a um, 
a freight a freight broker a freight broker logistics business as well you know what i'm saying so you know getting getting over into the transportation and logistics industry <clears throat> also as well and so there's a lot of work to be done uh, as far as representation in that field yeah jesus that's that's that again that's a, that's its own separate thing you know what i'm saying but um as far as just um me um you can follow me like i said you got the uh, blism chainless that's the ig um my internet radio station k100 radio uh my transportation company decibel freight which is newly formed so it's really it's a really new entity i'm i'm, I'm super excited about you know being a black man jumping over into that industry and um, i'm ready to join my brothers in arms over there that I already know that's over there making a lot of money and making a lot of moves. And I'm here to make some with y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, we just, we just started business uh, in 2022. That was my resolution oh. to go ahead and start that brand new entity. So uh, we just got our, our licenses and everything. We'll be operating starting next month, you know, moving loads and moving freight. Um, <clears throat> So that's new. Um, And so I just think with me, I, I, if you don't like music that we, share or create or if you don't like interviews that we do on my platform or if you don't like whatever i just say maybe maybe connect with me and just sometimes i don't even talk about that stuff all the time sometimes i talk about everything that we're talking about right here on this show mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying sometimes i talk about business i talk about crypto i talk about real estate i talk about you know what i'm saying like i'm i'm a, I'm a, I'm a pretty random person because i got my hands in a lot of stuff and you know what i'm saying so i mean yes my yes everybody knows me as blism that's my mm-hmm. artist name. If you Google yeah. Blism, it's going to pull up albums and music, and it's going to pull up K100 Radio mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But I'm more than that. I'm a father. You know, I used mm-hmm. to post pictures with my family, and you used to be post pictures with my beautiful wife on vacation, bawling. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's what it's all about. So um, I just like to meet everybody. And if you know, um, if I say something on my post to offend you, don't take it personally. It's just how I feel. Yeah. Right. Listen, so... It's interesting because I don't know if you recall how we met. I met you on Clubhouse. Yes. I met right. you on Clubhouse and yeah. um, I was doing my elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. And it was early morning. It was the first time that I had ever been on Clubhouse. And you guys just showed me so much love. And it was just like amazing. I was like, listen, now I gotta, I gotta talk to him. I gotta network network with him. But I, most of all, I have to get you on the show. And so this is actually your second, second time, I think, if not third, second time. Second time. The first time I was on you, you brought me and my wife on here for a couple. Audio, of yes. Yeah. yeah, you pulled you pulled her into it. You yeah, pulled her into time, it. This was the first time we've actually been on video. Right, yes. You yes. On the first time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I just knew. I knew that this interview was definitely gonna be a strong one. Uh, influential one and I, I really appreciate having you on um, you've dropped the gems like I can't wait to even just post little snippets here and there to get people to watch the full one because I mean you said a lot and you hit home like 100% of the time and you answered questions even from a female you know in, in, in my perspective and learning on the way that men think and how you guys deal with certain things, we don't do that enough. We don't listen enough. We don't ask the questions. We don't have these conversations. So I'm glad that I was able to have this conversation with you. Um, You are more than welcome to come back on. I'm going to find a way to get on your platform because I need to see, I know your people just, I know, I know they're there. So 
I really, really appreciate having you on and um, even creating, listen, now from now on, you guys, those who are watching and listening, when you hear the topic, um, the black family, that's thanks to Blizzom, the black family, because I had no idea of even coming up with this topic until he started talking at the beginning of the episode, okay? So... Everyone, please make sure that you are definitely showing love to the guests. If you are just now tuning in, this network, this show is all about bringing to the forefront the topics, the issues that we have in the Black community, addressing them, and even coming up with some type of resolutions um, that we can personally apply to our own lives. If you are interested in being a part of the show, what's up, Porch Talk Boys? Um, if you are interested in being a part of the show, all you have to do is just send me an email, info at he said what network.com. Please make sure that you guys are subscribing to the network um, through YouTube, through Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram, simply breeze, that's underscore, simply S-I-M-B-L-E-E, B-R-E-E underscore. You can also follow the network at he said what network. And um, like I said, definitely get out our guests, support, grind with him, see what it is that you guys can do together. And, um, you know, just 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 be there. Just be there. It's not everybody's not your competition. OK, we all are trying to win. Yeah. So I am once again, your girl, Simply Bree. I appreciate you guys. And until next time, um, tomorrow, you want to check in tomorrow with Alan Newman Jr. The show starts at 8 p.m. And we're going to have our female guest, uh, Michelle Gunter, who's going to be asking or actually answering the same type of question. So you don't want to miss that. And um, with that being said, facts, porch boys. Um, with that being said, you guys have a good night and um, love on each other. Bye.